Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Welcome to our Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Uh, I'm I'm Mark, and today we have a we have a, a very special guest, uh, as well as a re- as a regular co-host, uh, Dan. Dan, say hi, Dan. Hey, everybody. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and our guests are Julia. Hey, I'm Julia. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for joining us today. Yes. And um, <laughs> we might just start with um, our quick little sort of little intros. So I'm Dan, like Mark said. I'm 22 and I'm bisexual, and that's yeah. And my my pronouns are he, him, his. Yep. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm 19. Although in about three weeks I'll be 20. Woo! So, oh, thank you. I identify as pansexual, non-binary, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Hey, I'm Julia. I use they, them pronouns. I am genderqueer, and I would I I usually just say bi furious now, but I'm bisexual. But sometimes I feel like bisexuality just fills you up with anger. Just anger at the world, so I usually go by by furious <laughs> as a joke, usually. Yeah, uh, we've got some uh, pretty uh, good stuff. Uh, today we're going to be talking about hair. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about. Uh, more of that later. And also a bit of like history and stuff. Uh, Julia? Yeah, we're just going to um, we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's happened this week just in the queer world. Um, there was Ida Hobbit um, earlier this week, and that's a really important day um, in the queer calendar. Um, we're going to talk a bit about Brooklyn Nine-Nine and bi slash pan erasure, which I feel like we're very, very um, qualified to talk about on this panel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, we might even talk a little bit about stuff, LGBT rights in Pakistan as well, because I've done a cool story for school on, on it and I'm feeling very inspired. So, yeah. Um, are we going to a song? I think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we've got uh, OMW by Leia Lachur, and you're listening to Man And that was OMW by Lady Lachur. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Are we on Sin Nation? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay, that's just a, that's just me being a guest and not showing, not not being sure if I'm on the FM or if I'm on the digital. Um, so. We are going to talk a little bit about hair and queerness, and um, I guess we're we're on radio, so we 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 can't really see like what our hairstyles are, but we've got we've got like a pretty good array. We actually do. Um, our producer Jay is rocking probably one of the best mullets I have seen this <laughs> century from this century. Um, I can concur as well. Yep. It yeah. is. It's. 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 It's just. It's just glorious. Um, blush. And they're blushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it. It's kind of like, you know, radio producer cyberpunk, um, queer, like r- ridiculously like high aesthetic. Um, Jay just has a brilliant aesthetic, and I, I just really dig their aesthetic. Um, my hair is is um, basic ombre. I've got black at the top, blonde at the bottom. Um, I need to dye my hair more blonde. I, I love being blonde, even though I'm a very much a fake blonde. <laughs> uh, a really funny thing um, was that my friends were talking about this weird, like, 
the concept of the bisexual bob. So apparently bisexual women or femme-presenting non-binary people, um, you know, they, they have a bob. So it's like, and that's sort of the length of my hair. Because, um, like, apparently it's like lesbians have short hair and straight girls have... It's problematic as fuck, but... Um, yeah, maybe, like, two colours. <laughs> um, like, a diversity of, of like, a gradient of colours. Um, and and then the bob. So maybe maybe my hair's really queer. Maybe it's just not. One thing for sure, it's quite lovely, actually. Oh, thank you. I love your hair, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's, like... <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of like a fusion between like an afro and a bob itself. Like mm. It actually is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and there's some pretty like rocking ringlets there as well. Yes. And the secret is better. That's pretty much it. I oh, yeah? I, I concur. I usually go to go to sleep with my hair wet and just pray that it just turns out all right. <laughs> That's how I style my hair. It's actually pretty interesting though because we, we've all got sort of quite curly hair. Maybe not Jay as much, but uh, us three presenting today, we've got yeah. sort of quite curly hair. I can thank my mum for that. She used to have a huge bob of, uh, not unlike Mark's actually, and maybe just a bit bigger, but she's cut it shorter now. But um, I've had a bit of a bit of an interesting history with my hair. Like I never knew if I liked the curls, if I hated them. Uh, like I've had it short, I've had it long. Like what about with your hair? Have you always sort of rocked this a similar style or have you sort of changed it up a little bit over the years? Well, uh, as a kid, I always had, like, short hair. Like, my mum would get my aunt always cut off for me, like, before it got really long. So oh, I yeah. never actually knew I had, like, wavy curly hair until I was, like, 10 or so. Oh, really? When I just, like, started having, letting it grow out a bit. And I was like, this is really cool. And, like, ever since then, I really, like, long, like growing my hair out. I never really, never really liked, like, cutting my hair and that. I have done it a couple of times, like... The last time I cut my hair was about last July, so almost a year now. Mm. And after my haircut, it was like, I'm pretty sure now that I really don't like haircuts. I'm going to, what my aim is to like grow my hair as long as I can. And then let's see from there. And it's been almost a year now and I'm loving it. So yeah, I grew my hair out. I think when I was like 18 in year 12 and like, it was good for a little bit, but then like it got like disgusting, like Mm. it was bad. Um, But I feel like I just have to like, you have to go through that stage where you kind of have sort of rock the hair that's not like you have your bad phases Mm. and then, you know, you have your highs and your lows. I remember yeah. trying to grow my hair out long and then I got an undercut and it just looked terrible and never again. Um, I think that whenever I cut my hair kind of like just into a short bob or like a medium bob, it's kind of like a medium bob now. Like it's it's just like low key. You don't need to, um, it's like low maintenance, mm. but I can pretend that I tried. Good. <laughs> and that's that's what matters pretending that you try <laughs> and mark have you ever dyed your hair no i really wanted to and i actually did try to dye my hair in around april during my mid-semester break i yeah. wanted to dye it like pink then although like now i probably dyed a whole range of colors because like nice. it's just like really fun and stuff but guess how much it would have cost me to actually dye my hair at say what a place on Col- like collins street it's like a rex of collins guess how much Oh. A lot, because it's Collins Street. Well, yes. <laughs> about 400 bucks, actually. Wow. I would not go there. I... Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have the money to spend on that. So, yeah. I I remember when I got my hair dyed. It was still fairly expensive. It was like a, like hundred and something dollars. But that's pretty cheap for a dye job. Um, that was at like my school, my, my university. I was at Monash. I went to their hairdresser um, to just 
get you know blonde ombre, which is pretty like it's sexy, but it's not it's not that it's not four hundred dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's very too much. Like they estimated be a hundred dollars to first off bleach my hair because I had to do that first, and then a hundred dollars to make it like the color, the pink in that mm. case, and another hundred dollars to cut it, and then a hundred dollars because it's an expensive it's an expensive as hell place. So yeah, I wouldn't I would not go there. I mean, I'm, yeah. I last time I got my hair cut, I went to Biba, um, uh, which was okay. I mean, you know, I still don't really know where I'm where I'm going for hair. I mean, I'm aware a lot of like, especially like um, in the Melbourne queer community, I know there are a couple of people who like have um, professional like hairdressing skills who, you know, can do things for a subsidized price and sometimes occasionally. Um, but like, you know, I feel like I kind of maybe should, you know, maybe look away from just salons, and maybe see if there are people who I know who do, who do things. Yeah, no, that'd be cool, and especially like if it's a queer person who's doing your hair, like you obviously you're connecting with someone yep. from the community, and like I, I, that kind of sounds really nice. Um, one thing I'm really interested in is especially like um, trans friendly and you know gender non-conforming friendly, um, like beauty and hair and like things like things like doing nails, things like getting a haircut. Mm. Um, I'm I'm aware of there's a um. I don't want to name where things are because I don't want to like fake accidentally advertise, but there's a, um, <laughs> I'm just very paranoid because I used to be a producer and I don't like, <laughs> I don't want to accidentally like, you know, be like, this is a place and it can do this thing for this much money. Um, but there's like a collective, um, like apparently it's like two people, they do it out at their house. Hmm. Um, I remember that they fundraised for sister girls and brother, uh, for a bu- for a bunch of sister girls to go to um, Mardi Gras, um, and you know get their nails done and get their hair done and all this stuff. So like I feel like you know at sometimes you know the Collins Street um, hair salon is very inaccessible f- for young people, especially young queer people. But then at the same time, a lot of queer folks are using um, beauty and um, you know self care and and those kinds of industries to you know, help each other out, which is really beautiful, actually. And I kind of yeah. want to learn more about that. And maybe, you know, that's very, probably where I should put my money. Yeah, no, it's actually fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've got some friends who, like, have already dyed some, some, my, some, some of my friends' hairs. And some, like, they do it for free, but in exchange, they do, like, really expen- experimental colours. And, like, <laughs> a lot of times it looks really cool. So I probably go go to one of those friends, actually. Yeah. Like, a whole, like, rainbow hair or whatever. I, I don't know. That like, is so cool. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, I feel like I just wouldn't have like the the spine to go through with it because like I feel like as soon as I died I'd like <coughs> instantly hate it even if it looked good just like be paranoid about it and everything I feel yeah. like I'm pretty sort of like yeah I'm not very daring in yeah. terms of like my hair <laughs> I don't think but yeah I feel like I'm starting because um, I'm studying postgrad I'm doing journalism at RMIT um, the graduate diploma program and you know I, I'm, I'm kind of being like in a much more corporate space, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just like, you know, people are going to, you know, you need to dress up like, you know, in business attire or smart casual um, if you do um, internships and all that stuff. And now I'm starting to, you know, really have this kind of discussion in my head about like 
being queer and also being visibly queer. I want to, I want to be visibly queer, but then also um, how do I do that while being a journalist and how can I do that um, so I can be safe as a journalist because there are risks to being um, visibly queer um, if you're doing a job like journalism. Um, but it's really important for more people to be visibly queer in, in like the media and, and things like that. Um, I did a really bad Thai job. Um, I got some Korean, um, it's like, I got it from like Merry Seasons or one of those new kind of like Korean um, um, cosmetics place. It didn't really, it wasn't very bold, but it was like a very light, subtle um, pink that just washed out in two weeks, which I might go back to one day. I'm, I want to, I'm thinking about dyeing my hair grey, but I'm kind of oh, like, cool. how do I do these like bold colours, but then still look you know, hashtag LinkedIn professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you go just like full on grey? Yeah, I would love to go full on grey. I feel like grey, especially with like a little bit of pink in it, oh, would nice. be like a very like pastel pink would, would kind of make me look really like interesting and kind of from like the future. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, that'd be wicked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we might throw to a song now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation and this is Crave You by Flat Facilities. And listen to that saxophone. That was Crave <laughs> You by Flat Facilities. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're here with Julia, Mark and Daniel. Uh, now we're going to be speaking a little bit about uh, Ida Hobbit and I'm going to throw over to Julia yeah. so they can introduce it. So the 17th of May is the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Intersexism and Transphobia. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all of it, but basically it's the International Day about against, you know, being a shithead, essentially. Um, <laughs> it's a bit, it, that's, that's an abbreviated <laughs> term, I guess, um, but yeah, so that that was fun. I mean, at RMIT, there was a whole heap of things. I actually, unfortunately, didn't go to any of them because um, I was busy and getting a lot of work done. But did you guys go to any Ida Hobbit events? I didn't, actually. But um, very like I was very happy to find out that at my old high school, um, they did. And um, it's, it's actually quite interesting. My old high school, it's become, since I was there, it's become very, very inclusive and it's like celebratory um they have like a queer straight alliance at the school now and they educate the students a lot on queer issues and things like that which i think is fantastic and um yeah so i heard that at my old school like a lot of the teachers um were being very like supportive and i think they even a lot of people dressed up and things like that so that was cool um i unfortunately wasn't able to do anything on the day because i was at uni but um yeah how about you mark uh, well, I actually was at my uni on the day, and they were, uh, the the union for my uni were actually holding this uh this little thing where people could like write little notices on this board, like like to advocate and to like show like inclusiveness and love and this and that, and you get rainbow cupcakes as an incentive. Oh, nice! Is, like, well, That's it's so more cool. like it's like something really cool to go with like this thing, but, like yeah. So yeah, there's also something like. There's a lot of other cool things that at other places, I'm sure, but I couldn't really make it to any other ones. But, like, just the idea of, like, doing, like, showing, like, inclu- like being inclusive and, like, love and this and that. And it's, like, something that's, like, like should be done more. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think um, I just realised that my day that Ida Hobbit was just, like, a really good day for me personally. Because um, I had a really good lunch with someone who was really cute. And, um... 
I also got a job that day and it was a great day. So, (laughs) you know, that's one way of celebrating Idaho, but it's just having good things happen to you on that day. But, um, yeah, it was, I think it's really, it's like, it's good to have days. I know that sometimes a lot of people think it's a bit, um, you know, tokenistic or whatever to have all these dates about queer issues but I think it's really important they're really good markers they're really good um, conversation starters as well even if you don't go to an event you can say oh hey did you know that it's Ida Hobbit today and you can have these really important conversations with people Um, I definitely think that's like the same with things like (laughs) I think it's a really good day because like you know, things like even like Trans Day of Remembrance and stuff or visibility. Um, some people, I've heard people say that, oh, it's a bit tokenistic, but at the same time, it's a really good time to actually bring up conversations. It's a thing you can say in, around the dinner table. Um, it's a thing that you can just think about as well on that day. And I think it's really good. I, As far as like other things that have happened this weekend that I feel very strongly about, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, it's kind of... Like, I have a complex, I have a lot of complicated feelings about p- the police in general. Um, and I feel like that's that's fair. I, 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 I wouldn't say I hate the police. I wouldn't say that I like them or anything. I think that there's, you know, aspects that's problematic and aspects that might be helpful. But, you know, how do, how do we make it more helpful? Um, but I love, I love lots of police dramas and I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It is just one of my favourite shows and it's just the queer representation as well. Um, I, I, it's not like it's not like it's a, like a main focus of the show even, but it's just something that just... Whenever I see Rosa, I just feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was going to be cancelled, but thankfully, praise them, Hulu, um, Hulu has taken it on and they're going to make more shows and I am... So relieved. Um, do either of you two? No, I don't actually. So many people have been recommending it to me, but I'm sort of one of those people, you know, like when someone's like, oh, you need to watch this, you need to watch this, it makes me want to watch it less. Yeah. Just because like, but I do, like, I've seen my brother watches it and I've seen little snippets and it looks quite funny. Um, so I probably, I might get on it during my mid-year break this year. Um, it looks like it's quite a funny show. Um, but so like how many seasons are there? Um, so they've just released the fifth season. Yeah. Um, so then they're going to do season six plus, hopefully through Hulu. Yeah. Um, I think I, it's one of those shows that I watch when I'm just feeling like I don't need to think too much, but I just want to like find something that's funny. Yeah. It seems like that sort of show you can just sort of just chill out. It's a chill good out chill out show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good chill out show and it, it is a show like, cause I've, I've seen a lot of people in the queer community be like, oh no, it's, it's fucking awful because it's about the police and we hate the police, which like fair, I can understand where that comes from. But at the same time, it's a show that really interrogates parts of the police industry, even though it is a comedy and it's a very lighthearted comedy as well. Um, it, it will still, like I remember one time they were asking, you know, does the war of drugs actually help anyone or um, does this form of policing help people? And that is also as much as it's a really like lighthearted show. It's a show that like has really good representation of men. Um, I love Terry Crews's character. He's a 
absolutely devoted father who is clucky and is just gorgeous. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of like really good um, representation of people of colour um, that is non-stereotypical um, and really important. Um, there's a lot of discussion about like, you know, the there's like this one character who's like the main guy, um, Peralta, he sometimes is a little bit too like, oh my God, I'm going to do the thing. He's quite immature um, and he learns a lot in it, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a really wholesome show. <laughs> yeah. And like for you, like how you were saying that um, you think it's quite, quite good in terms of representation and all those things. Yep. Have you found sort of other shows that are similar to that or does it sort of stand out? It does you? stand out a lot. Mm, okay. Um, and it stands out because, you know, as much as everyone is like talking about how, like, wow, it's so, like, amazing with all the representation. When you watch the show, you aren't very aware of it. It's only after you look at the show. Because, like, throughout the show, you're just laughing at it. You're not, you're not being like, and this is a good thing that aligns with my political compass because it has this, this, and this. It has, it, you, don't, you don't watch it and think, oh, yes, indeed, it is ticking these boxes. Um, yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, my God. Uh, how is Gina eating this food? <laughs> or, um, oh gosh, Holt, why are you still have like a straight face about, about something that's just hilarious? It's just like, this is one character's like, and yes, I am devastated, but he's just normal, looking normal. It's great. <laughs> and like in terms of like, so like queer representation in the show, because yep. like I was just thinking, as you were speaking, I was thinking about like as a bisexual person, I was trying to think mm. of like what sort of shows have I watched that have sort of featured um, by people and like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is there like a sort of a diverse yes. range of sort of sexuality? So, so um, there's a character called um, the Captain Holt who is a gay man who is married, has a dog. Um, it, the, his, his relationship with his husband is just sweet and he is one of the most um, like stern characters but then, you know, whenever he's with his husband, it's just like, oh, my God, this is so sweet. Um, and then Rosa, who's also quite stern as well. Throughout the first couple of seasons, she was dating men. But then she also started to date women. And she's like, I've noticed with a lot of um, bisexual characters in TV, it's like, oh, I don't like labels, bullshit stuff. Mm. She flatly says, I'm bisexual in it, which is... nice just great I like that because <laughs> um, she's she's a no bullshit kind of woman and I, I really like that's how she is yeah she's like she's proud and she's just that. like yep yeah, I'm this but it's not like a thing and, and we're going to do a song and dance about it it's just like you're like a straight up and down <laughs> that's how that's how bi people roll anyway so yeah nice it's, it's, it's good yeah no I was a little bit a bit like that like when I came out like when I first started presenting on here, I was sort of saying labeling as queer for the first sort of few shows. But like when I first came out, it was sort of just like, I just kind of just mentioned it. It wasn't like a big song and dance. I was just like, yeah, I'm bi. That's mm. what it is sort of thing. Like, um, so yeah, I think maybe when I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she'll probably be a character she's, that she's I fun, quite enjoy. She's a fun character. Yeah. Um, Mark, do you have any ideas? Uh, Thoughts? Feelings? <laughs> I, I'm just like another good show that I can really get behind when I actually have time because I'm like, if I have no time, but when I do, I would love to watch that show. It but sounds thing, really cool. But the thing is, is that when you have time for Netflix, then you feel like weird watching Netflix. A friend of mine was talking to me about this because he did VCE and during like his studying, he was watching Netflix 
And then after everything was finished, he was watching, um, they were watching Netflix. And then they were like to me, oh, watching Netflix now just doesn't feel right because I don't feel guilty anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix doesn't work without the guilt. Um, we are going to another song. We are playing Genius by LSD, which is a super group between three artists, two of whom are queer. So we have a Labyrinth, Sia and Diaplo, and Sia and Diaplo are queer. Yay! Yeah. It's awesome. Um, we'll be back soon. You're listening to Loud and Queer. That was audio by LSD. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're here with Julia, Mark, and Dan. <laughs> uh, we've just had a little... <laughs> actually, don't worry. Um, so now we're uh, frothing or nodding. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, this is just where we kind of, in a way, sort of recap our week and mention something that we have frothed or not frothed, so basically enjoyed or not enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, a button, I think, just fell off our panel, so <laughs> our producer, Jay, is... <laughs> We're all good. We're all good. We're all good. This is this is community radio. We're not we're not burning Give down. Money, it's please. fine. <laughs> so now we're, yeah we're frothing or nodding. So um yeah so like I said it's something that we frothed or not froth during the week. Um I, I'll start off um <laughs> during the week on Thursday I caught up with some uni friends who I hadn't seen in like a year which was pretty cool. Um we just sort of we just got busy you know living our lives and hadn't seen each other in ages so that was really cute we went out we had ramen for lunch which i don't think i've ever had before where so did you go for ramen in um uh, in an alleyway just off uh, chinatown Ooh. yeah it was really nice my friend has got been there a lot um and yeah i was a little bit disappointed not disappointed but i'm vegetarian so uh, there was only one option for me oh, but it was still yeah. good it was good it was good um but i'm keen to Maybe, hopefully, I don't know, there might be like a, ve- a vegetarian or vegan ramen place somewhere where I can maybe try it. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was cute. Got to catch up with my friends and yeah, just like had a good time, had a good day. What, are, what have you two been frothing or nothing this week? Mark? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I've had a couple of froths this week, but as a whole, this week is actually more of a not froth because like oh. I've had like seven assessments, assignments, presentations. And that has left me pretty stressed. And the other day, I actually almost left my, my laptop at Officeworks on my way to one oh, of my no. <laughs> on my way to uni. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, I almost, like, I just, oh, my, that was, like, one of the most stressful experiences I've had in a long while. That would have it was sucked. Like, yeah. Like, and I, the thing was, I was rushing to get to an assessment. That was one of the reasons why I actually oh, no. left it there <laughs> in my haste. But the thing was, that assessment was actually for the next day. Oh what? Yes, and the next day I actually lost a bag that had like things like like uh, my jacket and other stuff in it. So oh my god! It's, I've been very scatterbrained as well this week. So it's been. Uh, I hope to get some rest soon. It's been. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you need. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's awful as well. <laughs> I hate losing my computer. One time I left my computer in a space um in in uni and I I put my computer on the chair for some reason. I don't know why I put my computer on a chair. I left it there, came back because I realised, um, and it was also in a building that is universally hated in RMIT as well. Um, building 57 and 56 are the worst buildings ever, and I wish <laughs> someone got rid of them. Um, are they, like, haunted or something? Or They're just really awful. Um, they are, It's uh, two ugly buildings. They don't, there's two buildings, but they're together somehow. Mm. And um, it's like, 
like the elevators are super slow. There's a lot of stairs. Um, it's kind of away from the main bit of campus. Yeah. It's just it's just a disaster. Everyone hates it. Um, anyway, so I had to run all the way back to that building, go up to the top level of that place. Um, I go to this room. Someone's sitting on my computer. Like, what? Sitting, sitting on your actual computer. And like, how did you like do like, 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 excuse me? I'm like, hey, there's a computer left here. Uh, it was on the chair. And then the guy just was like, oh, wait, I'm sitting on it. Thankfully, the computer was fine. But what? who the fuck sits on the computer? <laughs> like, how do you know? Like, like um, he didn't notice, I'm assuming, until you yeah. told him. It just like, makes no sense. It's like, just... Just How like. does that happen? But anyway, so I don't like leaving my computer places. Um, as far as froths, um, yeah, I've had a had. I went to um, unicorns yesterday, which was really fun, which is a um, a, a queer party. Um, yeah, that happens fairly often, and that was a, that was a good fun time. Um, as far as not froths, I guess like. It's that it is that time of uni when you're when you're getting everything t- together and you know making sure everything's in order. I've got and it often isn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm on track, but then you're like, oh, that's good. <laughs> maybe I'm not on track. Who knows? Have yeah. you had a lot of assessments or like? <coughs> I've got like a test coming up this week. I've oh. got a reflection due this week, and then. Not next week, but the week after, I have three stories that I need to present. So I have to interview people for two weeks and wow. get people to do stories and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the it's like the real busy period. Real busy. It, but we have a break coming up, which should be nice. Break. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited. For I think break. we're very like we're very lucky as uni students to have such a big break, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I almost forgot about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think, is it anybody else frothing anything else? or it's kind of, it's, I always struggle to, like, come up with something. Like, I, I literally have to go through my calendar on my phone, like, every week to, like, remind me of what I've done because I have just no memory, like, whatsoever. Oh, I've got a good froth that's, that's a good queer froth. Um, so... For um, my uni assignment, um, we have a thing where we get paired off and then we also, so it's called a virtual student exchange. We are like working with another university, um, the University of Peshawar and they're journalism students. So we, for a while, um, me and my partner, um, my like teammate um, in our group, um, Kate, we were working with two people in Pakistan and we're doing stories on gender. And okay. we did a story on the first transgender newsreader. Um, our teammates, Manza and Muska, were able to interview um, the person who... So her name's um, her name's Mavia Malik, and she's like a newsreader on the whole TV, so at Kuhino News. Okay. Um, and we were able to present that um, in class this week. That's awesome. And it was a really like awesome experience because... You know, we were talking about, you know, LGBTI people, um, you know, not in the West, people in um, Pakistan. And um, I think it was really awesome. Like, since then, because I'm friends on Facebook with um, the students from Peshawar, um, they, like, tagged me in a story, another story about transgender people in um, Pakistan having, like, a cricket day. And this was also on, happened to be, um, Idahobbit Day. So oh, okay. 
that was really awesome. And it's it's like it's really cool to be able to talk to um, people from other countries about um, LGBTI issues. And you know, we can we've got we've now got this connection with like two people in Pakistan who are now attuned to like LGBTI issues in their country, and that's awesome. Nice. And we can probably write more about stuff, and that's awesome. And I'm really like very happy about that. Do you reckon, like, would you be able to share some of that, like, on Twitter or something like that? Yes, Because I'd can. be so keen um, to check it that was, out. Yeah, it, it's really, um, it was on um, RMIT's um, City Journal and it was, like, me and my classmate, um, Kate, we had a really fun time writing it and we're, like, really happy about, you know, get getting, getting able to have someone interview um, Mavia and you know, sharing her story with us and that's, like, mind-blowing and we're amazed that we could do that. Yeah, and, like, because I remember, like, I've had a couple of friends who have studied journalism like you and I, I think it's it's so awesome when you get to actually do something, like, real like that that's not just, you know, an assignment or something in sort of, like, theoretical terms or whatever. Like, you're doing something real that you're getting published and um, it's actually, like, going to make an actual impact, which yeah. is awesome. And yeah. it was just, yeah, it was, and it's also just cool because, like, you know, working with journalists in other countries is always a like a challenge, but it's also really like helpful once you get it right. And it's good to know that we can we've got we've got contacts in the other side of the world, and we can talk about issues and, and things like that. Yeah, so cool. So that's my froth. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good froth, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we might throw to uh, a song now. Uh, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're here with Julia, Mark, and Daniel, and this is Bloom by Julian Wah. And that was Bloom by Julian Wah. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. And we're pretty close to the end of the show, actually. Well, for one, you can follow us on Twitter um, at SinLoud. That's S-Y-N and then Loud. Um, and you can also uh, join our Facebook group if you'd like, which is the, hang on, I can never remember the name. It is the Loud and, the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria which is a really funky group. Um, we share a lot of stuff. Our producer, Jay, shares a lot of cool stuff that they find. Um, and if any of the presenters sort of find a cool link or something like that, we tend to share it on there as well. It's a cool little space, I reckon, for the mm-hmm. show. Um, did any of, did either of you want to um, plug maybe your Twitter or something like that? Mm. Do you have Twitter? I do. I rarely use it, but I, I do have it. So that's just Mark. Uh, that's Mark. D one nine six nine eight. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I might see it next week or something. Then <laughs> who knows? I might be back. I might you might not be able to get rid of me. Who knows? <laughs> um, I'm I'm on I'm on Twitter at um, Julia Pilly because I have absolutely no imagination. Um, and yeah, um, I usually plug stuff through there. Because I like plugging things, slash occasionally not getting into fights <laughs> because <laughs> journalism school told me not to. But yeah, that that yeah, cool, that's pretty cool. much it. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Danny P Hick. Um, it's D A D A W N Y P H I C K. Um, yeah, but uh, I think that's pretty much all we all we sort of have to offer <laughs> yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much to listening to us uh, this week. We'll be on 
uh, Sin Nation next week, 4 to 5 as well, um, which will be very exciting. Um, and yeah, we're going to end the show today on Mornings by Gussie. This has been uh, Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week. hear Loud and Queer streaming live on SinNation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer community cafeteria and find us on Twitter at SinLoud.